It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hey everyone, Matt Hausman here, your host for Smart Money Questions podcast. I'm going to start off today. This really isn't a question. It might not even be considered smart, but I had someone tell me the other day and I didn't believe what they were telling me was true, but I did. I Google searched it. Everything on Google is accurate, right? (laughs) But they were talking about the fact that there's actually something called goat yoga. That's right. You are doing yoga with live goats in tandem with them. That'll bring a smile to your face. Why don't you go out there and Google it, and you will find what I found. I think it's uh, it's pretty hilarious. But listen, today we're going to jump into a couple different questions and a situation that happened. I was meeting with someone just last week, and an interesting conversation happened, and it's not the first time that this has happened, and I'm going to share what that is and hopefully be able to shed some light on some of what her concerns were. But listen, before we get to that, let's go with a disclaimer. I don't know you. Well, you know, I might know you, but there's probably a good chance that I don't know you. So therefore, please, please, please do not take what I discuss on this show as direct advice for you. Treat it more as information and education that then You should discuss with your advisor, attorney, CPA, or whoever you normally seek out counsel, if you do seek out counsel. Now, if you would like for me or us to be your advisor, we can certainly have that conversation. But I caution you that normally we only take on about 50% of those that do seek us out. And it's not because we are overly selective. We just feel very strongly that there's a right reason to hire an advisor, but there's also a wrong reason to hire an advisor. So if you'd like to seek us out and have that conversation, there are multiple ways that you can do that. Probably the easiest is to call my office at 610-719-3003. That's 610-719-3003. Or you can simply go to speakwithmat.com. And either way you go, you can schedule a time for us to meet or to simply speak. And if you're not in the metro Philly area or northern Delaware, not to worry. We actually have clients in 10 states, and we're very comfortable with working with clients virtually if that's something you are interested in. All righty. And listen, before we go in to today's questions, I wanted to bring something else up that, once again, this is something that has already happened and Trump has signed into law, yet... When I talk to people about it, nobody has heard of it, and no one's talking about it on any of the media outlets. You know, We subscribe to various services, watch groups and stuff that are down in D.C. all the time, and they're always letting us know about these things. But this, I thought, was very significant, and for no one to be speaking about it, I thought that was uh, rather interesting because it's very pro-taxpayer. So let me tell you what happened. On July 1st, the Taxpayer First Act of 2019 was signed into law. It originally passed Congress back in April, but had some provisions. By the time it got to the Senate, those things had to be worked out. So then it ended up not passing the House until those revisions were done on June 11th, and then the Senate did it on June 13th, and then President Trump signed it into law on July 1st. 
And what this does, we have heard before, and many times when I speak to people or business owners especially, is everyone is always concerned about an audit or what happens if the IRS comes knocking on your door. And what this act does is actually creates more of a reform inside the IRS. First time anything has been done like this in over 20 years, and it's going to give the taxpayer, us, the people that are paying the taxes, we're going to be better informed. We're going to have more information available to us in our appeals process. And I think it's best described by Representative Kevin Brady. He's a Republican out of Texas. And by the way, this was bipartisan. This was both sides of the aisle working together on this. He said, for the first time, it puts into law a truly independent appeals process so our taxpayers' claims are heard fairly. It also levels the playing field to ensure taxpayers have the same information as the agency, better protects our taxpayers' information, reigns in past IRS abuses to guarantee families and local businesses never have to fear having their accounts and property seized without fair and due process. So again, this was just signed into law at the beginning of July, and no one's out there talking about it. This is huge. Actually, what happens is IRS has to submit to Congress in 2020 a plan to redesign the agency different than where it sits now. So I wanted to make sure you guys are aware of that. And hopefully in the event you're going through an audit or something, or you have that fear, hopefully this is going to help calm those fears. So I wanted to make sure to get that out there for you. Okay, let's jump right into a couple of questions. The first one comes to us from Larry right here in PA. It says, I just heard a great presentation about investing in oil wells, and I'm ready to jump right in. Just wanted to make sure I'm not making a mistake. And you know, many times it might not be oil, it might be mineral rights or, or gas rights or something like that, leasing. One of the things you really want to look at when you're getting into these alternative type of investments is you really have got to dive deep into where your money is going to go. Usually, there is some type of a note or contract that you are signing, and you really want to have that reviewed. I'm not saying that whatever, Larry, you looked at, I'm not suggesting that those people that gave that great presentation are unethical, but you want to really be aware of where your money is going, how it's going to be used, and how you are going to get paid and make sure to get your money back. You know, I've seen numerous times I had someone come to me that was buying oral rights in Texas, lost 100% of the money, didn't know where the money was going, gave the money to this investment group, boom, it was gone. So you really want to be careful, Larry. Make sure that you are looking at all of the details. So I don't know if you're making a mistake or not. I would really scrutinize what it is you're doing, or what your protections are, right? So, so important to do that. So, Larry, my advice to you would be dive right into every aspect of what they're offering. And in addition to that, not only diving in, you know, I always talk about we have different buckets of money for different purposes. All of our money doesn't have the same purpose, so we don't invest it all the same way. If this is going to be part of your investment bucket, how much are you going to push over there to that? 
versus the other investments you might have. So you really want to look at, again, everything that they're offering, whatever type of paperwork that you're signing, really dive into that and then make sure it's part of your overall plan, your overall holistic financial plan. So Larry, really, really look at that. Okay, let's talk about another one. And this is a situation I was sitting down with someone just this last week and we were going over, they brought in their statements and we were looking at it and she's probably about seven years, single woman, seven years away from retirement. And the question that she came in with was, am I going to be okay when I retire in seven years? And I get that question a lot. Am I going to be okay? So then I start looking at things. And I start asking her questions. So, for instance, she's going to end up having a pension. How much is that pension going to be? She didn't know. She goes, I haven't even looked at it yet because I don't want to think about being retired in seven years. I said, well, how much Social Security are you going to get? I don't know. I haven't even looked at it. I think I got one of those printouts three or four years ago. That's the last time I have looked at it. The other thing was then she started pulling out her investment accounts, her retirement accounts. And I said, okay, you know, we're looking at these and do you know how much risk you're taking? How much are you contributing? How much are you going to need to draw down on from these different investments to, you know, bridge the gap between an income need and the other sources of income that are going to be provided, the pension and social security? She said, I don't know. So if we go back to her original question, am I going to be okay in seven years when it's time to retire? And it's really difficult to be able to give her an answer until we look at all of those. So I asked her, I said, well, just, you know, out of curiosity, how come you don't know these numbers? And what it was is that she was not wanting to address the fact that that time is coming. You know, five to seven years from now, it's going to be retirement. And so what she was deciding to do was in her own mind, she's basically putting her head in the sand, but then she's coming to me and she's wanting to know, hey, can you please tell me if I'm going to be okay or not? So what we ended up having to do is there was a whole list of things that she was going to have to go get answers to. And I tell you this because many times I always will hear, or better, I always will get these questions. And the question is, which is what she said, am I going to be okay when I retire? Do I have enough saved? How much should I have saved? And how do I compare to your other clients. And the situation is, and what I was trying to explain to her, is when you start really wanting to look at the planning process, and you know, it was really interesting because I met with her, here she is seven years from retirement, and then a couple hours later I met with a couple, and they had their two young kids in there, and they're in their early 40s, and they were asking the same question. And you just want to, you cannot, what I was trying to explain to her, you cannot put your head in the sand. This is something that you should be planning on, you should be looking at, you should understand as we just got done talking about different buckets of money for different purposes. We need to understand what our expenses are. What does retirement look like? What is our vision of retirement to be able to say, yeah, you are going to be okay. So again, you know, everyone's situation is different. I have clients with millions of dollars that have very high expenses because of lifestyle. I have other clients that live the same type of lifestyle, but they don't have millions, yet they have very strong pension and social security. And so there goes in, they don't need as much 
investments to pull down on because of those guaranteed income sources versus the other people that literally have millions invested, but their expenses are very high and they don't have pensions. So everyone's situation is different. And what I would encourage you to do is to not put your head in the sand. Be looking at this. You know, I heard this. I remember I've been hearing this for years. And that is people spend more time on their vacations than they do on their investment and retirement planning. And I would encourage you not to fall into that. At least be looking at this stuff, you know, once every six months, at least once a year to analyze and make sure that you're on track. Because the other thing I I asked her, I said, so you have a fear. You really like what you do. You don't want to be retired in seven years. You're probably going to be forced into retirement because of what she does. And she says, yes. And she goes, I I just don't want to think about it. I said, yeah, but clearly there is a concern if you're coming to me and wanting me to give you the okay that you are going to be fine. And what I would encourage you is at least go through the process so you have your own peace of mind or you know, if it's not on track, you can start making the adjustments now that are going to be needed for when that time comes. So I just, I wanted to share that because, you know, that one question, am I going to be okay? I get that all the time. And then I get those other ones as well. How much money do I have to have saved? You know, and I always tell people, you have to define what your own retirement is. I will tell you this, you want to pay attention to where the money is going and how it's going to be taxed when you start to use it. And this is for especially the younger listeners out there, younger clients, as I'm always talking about, that is key because many times I'll have people like in her situation here, she's seven years from retirement. The only money she has that's not in a qualified retirement account is a savings account. Every other dollar she has is going to be taxed when she comes to take it out. So it's so important. That is, you know, keeping up on tax laws and tax opportunities. So for instance, right now, you know, we're in this new tax code that began in 18 and it's very attractive on where and how you're putting your money. If you qualify for a Roth account or if you have a Roth 401k at work, taking advantage of that and understanding what that means for you in the long run. You know, the reality is if it's in a Roth, you don't get tax relief today when you put it in, but good golly, you're going to have some tax relief on the back end because you're not going to owe taxes on the way out the door. So again, just taking time to do some planning, you know, at least on an annual basis, take a snapshot, look at things, make sure that you're on track. And if not, what adjustments need to be made? I'm sorry. I know I kind of went off on a tangent about that, but you know, that's probably one of the questions I get 80 to 90% of the time. Quite frankly, that's why people come and work with us is they're wanting to make sure they are going to be okay. But as I tell people, you're going to come in and talk to me with three or four different questions. And after we are done talking, you're probably going to, I'm going to have eight, nine, 10, 12 questions that you're going to want to get answered. And if we can get those answered, it makes the process a lot smoother. So on to another one. So this one actually comes to us from Alex in Pennsylvania again. I've seen a lot of growth in my 401k recently, which has been nice. Yes, it has been nice. But I feel that I should capture these gains and take risk off the table. On the other hand, what if the market keeps going up for another year or two and I miss out on that growth? Alex, I'm going to answer that in the way I would suggest that you want to have an understanding on your investment philosophy. I would answer it. My investment philosophy is I don't believe in market timing or stock picking. 
And so, yes, it's been great that the accounts have been going up over the last couple of years, but I am looking at that bucket of money, that investment bucket for long-term investment growth. And so I'm not just wanting to cherry pick different dates and times on when to take that off. Now, one of the things that you said was, I want to take risk off the table. So my question back to you with that is, why are you worried about the risk if it's in your investment bucket? Is something else going on that is going to make you want to think about taking the risk off? And that's where you get into the financial and holistic planning to look at how you're investing. What's the worry of that risk that you're taking? Are you taking on too much risk, which is why the account has gone up? So you want to pull that off. So again, I don't believe in market timing. And I believe that in the investment money, that bucket that I have for investments is for long term. If you're approaching retirement, you're getting closer and you want to take risk off. Yes, that's when you want to analyze, but you're not doing it just because of the fear of what the market's going to do up or down. And then you don't have to worry if the market does go up, but there's a specific reason why you might want to take risk off the table because you're getting closer to retirement or maybe already retired and the money is still sitting in a 401k. So that's where I would tell you, you want to analyze and really look at that question and analyze your overall holistic plan to see, are you taking on too much risk? And what are the other situations or circumstances that are going on in your life to make you think that way? So listen, that's all I've got for today. I know this was a short one. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was valuable and we will talk to you again soon. Thanks again. Everyone take care. 